can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? (laughs) Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, work, relationships, and everything in between. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. Hello, everyone. You are listening to Those Other Girls. I'm Mallory. And I'm Bailey. And we are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. In light of our recent Cuties review, we've had a few people wondering our perspective on pageants, dance moms, and that whole world of children in productions. <laughs> yes. And for those that don't know, Bailey actually did pageants since she was six years old and she was Miss Teen New Mexico in 2015, which is super cool. And I did ballet since I was four years old all the way up through the eighth grade. So we both have a little bit of um, experience in that world. So we just want to talk about it. Yeah, I think it's always interesting to hear. I mean, Mallory and I both being Christians, I think we have an interesting perspective. And then the movie Cuties came out. And I think a lot of people think that in our minds, like, not that we're like bigoted or too hardcore, but it's just, you know, that people think like, oh, Christians don't want their kids involved in dance or cheerleading. They think it's too sexy, pageants, whatever. Um, I think that there is a huge misunderstanding between um, what cuties was and what most dance competitions, pageants look like for little girls. So yeah, I mean, we we just wanted to, to come on here and touch on it. And for me, it's huge because I was involved in pageants from the age of six. You know, I think that there's always been this misconception of pageant girls just being dumb and pretty and trying to look sexy for the judges. And people don't see what goes into a pageant and it's not supposed to be sexy at all. And there are definitely some things in the pageant world that I disagree with. There are things that my mom wouldn't let me do, and I'm very thankful she wouldn't let me do. Uh, There are things that I won't let my daughters do in the pageant world, but I think there is a way to go about it without having to do any of those things. Um, So that was kind of what I wanted to share and get into. And Mallory, I know you've got some interesting perspectives on ballet and what you were and weren't allowed to do as well, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think ballet, for example, is a little bit different. I did classical ballet. I wasn't, um, I did tap for a little bit and I think I did like one year of jazz, but then my mom took me out of jazz. Because I will say, I think as I was getting older, the dances and the costumes started to get to be a little bit more inappropriate. With ballet, you kind of don't really do that. Like ballet is very classical. Like the our costumes were like really long and fluffy and like super, you know. Yeah, like when it comes to dancing, I think that um I think Bailey, you'd have a good point that there is a misconception of what um, Christians allow their kids to do. But I do think that times are changing a little bit more too. So there are things that Christians, I don't want to say should or should not do, but I I will say there are things that are a little bit more appropriate and inappropriate um, to be done. Yeah, absolutely. And so for me, there was growing up, so I'll just start back from when I was six, there were two different types of pageants you could do. And I don't want to talk poorly about the side that I didn't do, but I want to explain the differences. 
So there was what they called the natural pageants and the glitz pageants. Mm-hmm. And in the natural pageants, we would still, yes, we were six or seven years old. We would still wear a little bit of makeup, but we're talking like lip gloss, maybe some mascara, nothing. And, you know, we wouldn't do a full face of foundation. It was just basic, cute little girl makeup. We would wear cute dresses and go model on a stage. You know, you just walk and walk in circles and show off your confidence. We'd have interviews where an adult would sit down and ask us, you know, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite color? And you were just learning basic skills of how to answer a question, right? Like you're six, you're not going to know how to solve all of these political, social issues. They don't want you to at six, but you would learn things like when they said, what's your favorite color? Instead of saying just blue, you would say like, oh, my favorite color is blue. And then you'd learn something like, oh, my favorite color is blue because it looks like the ocean. And so you learned how to answer a question, how to add things on to it. And I got very comfortable speaking in front of adults at a very early age. And I have never gone into a job interview where I didn't get a job offer. And I think that that stems from the fact that I was really good under pressure in interviews. It taught me some really valuable life skills. But that's what a pageant was, was it was just very fun. We would sing a song. I would always sing Hannah Montana songs or Taylor Swift songs. You know, it was just fun. It wasn't super competitive at that age, at six years old. You know, like we'd learn, we win, we lose. It was exciting. It wasn't, you know, you'd be sad. You'd be upset if you didn't win. But you learned how to lose gracefully. And the glitz pageants was more of that dance mom's world where it was more intense. It was like more makeup. And tiaras? That's probably what the exactly. glitz was. Okay. Exactly. And the girls would get on stage and do these like little moves of like putting their fingers in their dimples and like blowing kisses and stuff. And it was more cutesy, I guess you could call it. It was very heavy on, you know, those are those dresses that like go straight out and like the girls stand with their arms like this, you know, and it's just... Mm -hmm. It's very, it's very much like toddlers in tiara. It's very glitzy. And a lot of the photos, what they do is these glitz photos. And I don't know if you've ever seen them. Actually, I'm going to show, I think, well, I don't know if I can show anybody's picture without permission, but I'm sure if you Google glitz pageant photos, these little girls come up who are like five and they look like they're 20 because they airbrush their skin. They put fake eyelashes on them. Their eyes are perfect. Their teeth are perfect. They have fake teeth. They do flippers, which are like fake teeth that you put in. And these girls look nothing like themselves. I mean, there were so many pageants, like I got to judge them where you get handed a picture and then you look up and you're like, is that the same girl? Because her picture looks nothing like, you know, she's seven and she's missing three teeth and she's, you know, you're not perfect and 20 at five and you shouldn't be. And so for me, that's where I started to get uncomfortable with pageantry was when we were trying to make these seven, eight-year-old girls look 16 or 20, or even just give them self-image issues, you know, of saying like, oh, I'd never look that pretty. I can't look that pretty. Like they're so photoshopped at seven that you are never even when you grow up, ever going to live up to that because it's always going to be too perfect because it's fake. And people paid thousands of dollars to get these photos taken and edited the way that they were. And so my mom never had me in those. We were much more on the natural side. And I think that that was a good place to be because like I said, I learned some very valuable life skills. I think you still learn those in the glitz pageants. You're still doing interviews. You're still getting all the same experiences, but it's just more intense, more competitive, and more unnatural. 
First of all, I did not know there were two different type of pageants. I honestly like did not. I just didn't. I don't. The average person just doesn't know that. I don't think. Right. So when you said you did pageants, I honestly imagined you like the little girls on Tallers and Tiaras. Like, I didn't think that there was like another world, another option to that. Mm-hmm. And I like that. I'm glad there is the other kind. Um, wow. I did not know that. That's good information. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is good. And again, you know, I used to think that too. And I used to think like, oh, this is just a New Mexico thing. Like our pageants just aren't that good. And then I realized my mom just didn't have me in that system. They were still happening in New Mexico. We just weren't doing them. And that the pageant system that I was in did exist in other places that you could be more natural. And so that's, yeah, yeah. I was, I mean, I was very blessed in, in, parental units that I was given. Um, But, you know, the next part of it to me was growing up through it. So, you know, that was the little girl pageants. I competed in those until I won the state competition when I was 12. And then I moved into the Miss America system as a teenager. And I will say Miss America and Miss USA. So there's a ton of different systems. There's Miss America, Miss USA, Miss United States, Miss World. There's a lot of different ones. The two biggest ones, the two most well-known is Miss America and Miss USA. Those are the ones you see on TV. And then Miss USA goes on to Miss Universe. And so those are the three pageants that you'll ever see aired on TV. Not a lot of people follow it. For pageant girls, it's like the Super Bowl. So Miss USA, Miss America, that's like, I make a bracket. I put down the states. I pick like my top 10 people. Like it's a competition in my household. So that is my Super Bowl. So wow, a lot of people don't know that. Um, <laughs> but Miss America and Miss USA were always very different to me growing up as well. And it seemed that, well, it didn't seem it was. And I know the rules have changed and the scoring has changed since I was competing, but back when I competed as a teen, Miss America was much more well-rounded. You had evening gown, interview, talent, and swimsuit. Or when you're a teenager, you had sportswear. You didn't wear a swimsuit. So we did sports tops, not even a sports bra. We did actual like tank tops and usually like mid-thigh shorts. And to me, that was good because you were trying to show off that you were physically fit because they want you to be well-rounded. They want you to work hard and work on yourself and improve yourself and be healthy. But I don't think you need to at 13, 14, be wearing a bikini on a stage. Like Mm -hmm. it's just, you're not there yet. And you shouldn't be taught that. And Miss USA had the bikini competition up until 2017. So they were in swimsuits. And so I never competed in the Miss USA because it was, they didn't have talent. And it was split, I think, like 33, 33, 33 between evening gown, swimsuit, and interview. And Miss America, your two top scoring events were talent and interview. And so they were focused more on that you were a talented person. You could sing, you could dance, you could act, you could do a monologue, you could do whatever, tap dance, baton twirl, whatever you want to call your talent, you could do that. And then your interview. And those were the two most important parts. And then you had sportswear or when you're an adult swimsuit and then evening gown. And then there's onstage question. Of course, everybody sees the famous onstage question where you mess up because you're nervous and you're scared and you sound like (laughs) you don't know what you're talking about, which is great. (laughs) I will say those were the most intense parts to me. Like I hated the onstage question. Sit me in a room with five judges asking me about politics. I could do that all day, every day. Sit me in front of a thousand people watching you and you get one question. It's terrifying. So (laughs) 
Yeah. So I, sorry, this is kind of a long tangent, but no, no, this is good information. But yeah, I think, you know, when people hear your or my review of cuties and it's like, well, you did pageants, how can you say anything bad? Well, A, I don't think that wearing dance costume, you know, like gymnasts wear their leotards, ballerinas wear leotards with tutus. I mean, there are so many dances, like dancing, you just wear something that's not going to limit your body, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're going to wear something that you can be flexible and show off your talent in. And I think that that is totally fine. I think, and and I, there is a level of cute. There's a level of performance, right? Like we want to look good. We want to look mm-hmm. cute. But when you're dancing provocatively, especially at such a young age, that is a huge difference from being a gymnast who can do the splits and who's actually dancing and performing a talent. And so I don't think that it's inappropriate to have your kid in a dance team, in a dance competition, on a stage dancing. But when you're watching those dances, if they're shaking their boobs, shimmying, you know, shaking their butts, twerking, they don't need to be doing that. That's not child dancing, right? Right. That's inappropriate. And so to me, a lot of it is the intent, the intent Mm -hmm. behind why you're doing it. If your kid is doing it to be healthy, to be active, to make friends, to win competitions, you know, it's just like any other sport. Yeah. To be a level of show to it, of course. And I, you know, I'm okay with my kids wearing makeup. My mom and I had a discussion very early on with pageantry. There was a difference between stage makeup and school makeup. And, you know, when I was seven or eight, I didn't get to wear makeup at all at school. You know, it was like, you don't need to. And at a pageant, like I said, maybe a little mascara, lip gloss, and that was it. And then as I got older, you know, on stage, you're under lights that are super bright. And so you need to have like foundation and layers and blush. And, you know, it's, it's a lot more intense, but you don't need that at school because you don't have those lights on you. You're not on a stage. And so I think just explaining to your kids what's appropriate, why it's appropriate, why it's not appropriate. Um, because in all honesty, I probably did look like a hooker when I was in my stage makeup because it's so much, but you have to under those lights that are going to wash you out. So I think that it's, again, just all about parenting, explaining to your kids what's appropriate, what's not, what they're allowed to do, what they're not, and just being very involved. And as soon as something starts to look inappropriate, feel inappropriate, growing up in pageants, there was not a lot of men that would come to the pageants. Not a lot of dads came, not a lot of brothers came. It was all moms and their daughters basically at the little girl pageants. I mean, once you get into the teen and the miss competitions, they're more intense and usually whole families come. So there are brothers and dads, but in the little girl pageants, it's just moms and their daughters 90% of the time. But if you would be uncomfortable for your daughter to be doing her talent performing in front of a man, then I don't think you should be doing it. Ooh, that's a good point. I agree with that when you're thinking about cuties, when you're thinking about pageants, when you're thinking about dance team, like if you're not okay with a man seeing it, then it's probably inappropriate. Now that's not to say that there aren't men who will just find regular kids dancing appealing. And that's where the problem of pedophilia comes in. You know, we can't help everybody, but we don't need to cater to it. Right. So that, that's to me the big differentiator. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. That was good. So I don't know anything about pageants. So I, like I said, I grew up doing um, ballet. That was my girly contribution, I guess. Um, but I didn't, I didn't know anything about pageants. I wasn't really interested in that. I didn't do, so we grew up completely different. I didn't really do the whole makeup thing. I love lipstick, which is interesting though, because I wasn't allowed to wear 
makeup. And I don't even think I was allowed to wear anything during ballet, especially when I was younger, except for lipstick. So now I do like lipstick. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I'll throw on some eyeshadow if I'm trying to look really cute and some mascara, but I've never really been into all that stuff. I do want to get more into it just because I think it's pretty. I like how I look when I do dress up, but that's just never been something I'm interested in. So hearing, you know, your perspective from someone who was in it and someone who um, does all that and is also a Christian and conservative and, you know, holds herself to a very high appropriate standard is very like, it's good. I'm glad we're talking about this because I don't think I'm the only one who doesn't know this other aspect. I didn't, to be honest, I thought, Miss USA and Miss America were the same thing. And sometimes how people say USA and sometimes how people say America. I thought you just interchanged it. Um, So that's interesting to learn they're different. Um, So yeah, so I guess from my perspective, so like I said, I did ballet. Um, I did ballet since I was four, all the way up to the eighth grade. Um, And then honestly, once I, you know, get a little bit further down in my goal weight and then have the time and the money, I would like to do adult ballet classes because I I actually kind of miss it. And ballet is like a little different than like hip hop because that's what dance moms and all that stuff. That's what that kind of is. It's more of like the hip hop, like booty shaking, you know, stuff like that. And ballet isn't really like that at all. It's just yeah. the only word I can think of to come to like really describe it, comparing it is more of classical and it's beautiful. Like it's just, it's just different. And um, I, I had friends that, so the ballet school I was a part of, we didn't do competitions, um, but I had friends that were part of another ballet school, uh, a rival, if you will, and um, and they did competitions, and I remember, like, talking to them about some of the competitions, and I remember thinking, huh, that's that's interesting, sometimes, because uh, competitive dancing is a little bit different than just class, so how we would do, like, every year or every other year, depends on like how your classes went, you would move up to another level, you would take like a Mm -hmm. test and everything to move up to the next level. And then eventually you would get up to being on point, which is when you think of ballet, you think of the point shoes, but you don't start off there. You start off with flat shoes. Anyway. I wore wore point shoes once. I, um, I went to a performing arts school and some of the girls were ballerinas and they decided one night to go to Taco Bell in point shoes and tutus and they had an extra pair that fit me so I wore a tutu and toe shoes and walked on point down to Taco Bell I mean I didn't walk the whole way there I like tried to get up on point it hurt like crazy and then I walked flat-footed the rest of the way there but I did wear them so I know what you're talking about (laughs) yeah yeah and you have to like work your way up like it's not like a oh let me just slide this on it's like you work your way up you have to work on your stomach your posture anyway it's it's a whole thing so and honestly like that you were saying like tiny things like that looking back I think that kind of helped me growing up like I had great posture and I do most of the times now like sometimes I'll do stuff and my mom will be like we spent all that money on your ballet why aren't you doing x y and z but like that's yeah, something that same thing <laughs> yeah like that's just something like positive that comes out of doing things like that your posture your oh um some of the things that I did with ballet I remember I was on the cover of a magazine so that was really cool and these are just tiny things just like you said like any other sport these are just tiny things that you can get out of the experience a a level of um I don't want to say class because that sounds like I I don't know how to say it but like just it's 
Not maturity. I don't know. It's, I, I totally understand what you're saying because yeah. like father learned sportsmanship playing flag football. Like he was big into flag football. I wasn't athletic. Honestly, yeah. honestly, if I hadn't done pageants, I think I would have been laying in my room playing video games my whole life and gained weight and I wouldn't have had self-confidence and <laughs> I would be a totally different person if I hadn't done pageants. Yeah. And so I think you can get a lot of great, valuable life skills out of doing yeah. Yeah. And I'm talking about, I've never been like the most fit person, but I definitely was a lot more fit back then as well. I think a lot of it has to do with like my body type too. So that's probably, but you know, with things like that, with ballet, I had to, um, I, you know, it's, it was easier to do different moves. It's easier to do stuff if you're not carrying around as much weight and things like that. I don't think it's wrong at all. I think that the problem lies with when you start, I mean, Bailey said the same thing and I'll just reiterate, when you start incorporating more adult-like moves into different things. And a lot of times with the things on TV specifically, dance moms and uh, there was like a hip hop one at one point a lot of that stuff gets to be inappropriate and like Mm -hmm. I you know I've gone to one or two like competitions and things that my friends when I was younger have done and you know I I, I'm not gonna lie like I don't I don't think it was at that time I thought it was pretty cool but like looking back I don't really think it was very appropriate some of them I mean some things are were fine but like there were some things that I really people like oh this cute cutie things new or everything was and I'm like no that people have been doing that for a while it's just we're just now talking about it but one of my friends he had a good point he was just like if you're not in that world then you kind of don't know that that's going on because like the average especially I'll use a man the average grown man isn't going to ballet recitals or going to like high high school hip-hop dance competitions and they're probably not even (laughs) watching dance moms yeah they're not even watching right like right You know, to me, that was the next point that I was going to make is I think something so important, like I think moms, especially with daughters, we get wrapped up in the cuteness of it, right? Like Mm -hmm. we're putting together, we're watching the choreography and we think, oh my gosh, that's so cute. And even if they are shaking their butts or whatever, you think like, oh, that's cute and silly. And I don't think, I think sometimes we're naive and we don't jump to what are men going to think, right? Yes. I think it's important if you are putting your kid into dance, whether I don't, you know, not everybody has a good, strong Christian spouse, but any kind of man in a loving, trusting relationship. So whether that be your husband, a brother, an uncle, their dad, whoever can watch their routine, I think that they should and determine like, what do they think? Because I might think it's adorable and my husband might be like, yeah, but it's really inappropriate. And I'm like, oh, I didn't see that. Because I think sometimes we just get caught up in the showmanship of it and we don't stop and like look at the outfit and be like, well, is this inappropriate? Should we be encouraging our girls to wear this? Because cultures change, outfits change. And I think it's all about having those discussions with your kid because sometimes you can't change the outfit. Like if you're on a dance right. team, like in pageants, it was very individual. My mom and I, we chose what I was going to sing in. We chose what I was going to wear to the pageant, right? Like, so we made those decisions. But a lot of times if you're on a cheer team or a dance team, yeah. they're going to send you the, the costume that you're wearing and you don't have a say in it. Right. And so I think in those points, like if it's too inappropriate, yeah, maybe pull them off the team. But if it's just a little bit like you're like, uh, it's just explaining to your daughter, like, is this modest? Is this what we should wear? Is this what, you know, like, we're going to do it because you're on a team and it's part of being the team. But let's spread some love and spread some light and maybe talk with our dance instructors and say, hey, I don't feel comfortable in this. Maybe next time let's do something different. You know, I think a lot of parents might 
overreact, which could be a good thing. I mean, I'm not against you pulling your daughter off the team if you're not comfortable with what they're having her wear or do. But I think if you can try and talk to the instructor, the coach, whatever, after the competition and just say, hey, next time, can we maybe make some adjustments? Because you don't want your your kids to lose out on opportunities, right? Like friend right. friendship building. And they're going to be a light in other kids' lives. Like if you don't let your kids be involved in things, how are they going to share Christ, right? Like how are we going to share the gospel if we don't see anybody, if we don't get to know anybody? And so I think that that's huge is letting your kids be part of a team. And uh, that means you're probably going to be put into situations that you're not 100% comfortable with. And I think you just need to pray and get wisdom and get advice from other godly women that you trust and figure out what the best course of action is. Yeah, I agree. And and to your point way at the beginning about um, like fathers and things like that, I think that's another good important part. And I do understand that not everybody um, grows up with a, uh, with a, not um, with a uh, involved, involved, I was gonna say active, but that's not right. An involved father. Um, But you know, if your husband Um, or your child's father is, I think it is really good and important to have him involved. Going to little kid um, pageants, I do think that's a little weird, but like, you know, going to a ballet recital, stuff like that, I think that's great. My dad, every single time, always came and he brought flowers, and I love that. He'd come bring flowers, tell me to take the lipstick off, but like, you know, he was involved, he cared, and I think that's super important, and that really meant a lot to me, too. Um, And I think that it also shows that, I don't know, it, it just it shows an extra layer to your situation, I guess. Yeah. Well, that was my dad, my dad, because he was handicapped, couldn't really come to my pageants. And like you said, it's kind of weird for a grown man to be at a little girl's pageant, Yeah. which I get, you know, I understand that. And that's fine. And I was never really hurt that my dad couldn't be there, but I would sing for him. I would sing my song for him, show him what I was going to do just at home, you know? And that's the thing is he only needed to see me. He didn't need to come see everybody else. Right. And so he would still listen to what I had to, had to say, how I acted, how I sang. Um, You know, I was my dad was still very involved, even though he never came to a single pageant. And I remember one time we left something at the house and my dad had to bring it to us. And I was all dressed up in my big ball gown. This was the year that I won um, my little girl pageant, the, the big state competition. And I was in this ball gown dress and my hair was up. I had this choker on. I mean, it was like the best look I'd ever had, right? Like I was so excited. I couldn't believe that I looked that pretty. It was like, oh, I'm Cinderella. And I just remember my mom was like, go downstairs and grab that from your dad. And in my head, I was like, I'm dressed up. I'm in a ball gown and heels. Like, why don't you go downstairs and get it? And then I realized she just, my dad had seen the dress, but he'd never seen me in it. My dad had heard the song, but you know, to see me in that light. So I went downstairs and my dad was just like, wow, you look so beautiful. And I will never, ever, ever, ever forget that moment because it was like the one time that my dad actually got to see me in the pageant world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it is great to have involved parents in anything that your kid does. Uh, I think that's a huge part of growing up, you know, is having good parents. And, you know, speaking of involved parents, I do think that that's, I mean, that was the biggest message in the movie. But that's also like something that I think is very important just 
anybody listening with kids, I think it's just really like we have to be involved and we have to be vigilant, especially now. I don't think I think that um, how a lot of things creep in is we think that people have good intentions. And, you know, some people might have decent intentions, but, you know, not everybody is going to agree with you. Not everybody is Christian that's running different organizations, so they're not going to see from the same perspective you have. So I think being involved is super important. And I mean, my mom came to every single thing um, I ever did. Um, and that's just her. And she just and participated in any way she could. Um, and I think that's really important. I mean, that feels good as a child, one. And then number two, like, as a parent, it is your job to raise your, your kids and Ali Sucky says it all the time, like parent your kids. So right. if something's not right, then you're in charge because at the end of the day, kids don't know. Like, um, like I said, like I, I remember watching this girls dance and I was like, oh, that's cool. Why doesn't my mom have me doing that? Oh, that's cool. But like, I don't, I'm a kid. I didn't know. Like you're mm-hmm. back. It's good. Shouldn't have been doing it. Just involvement is super important, especially in those things. And you know what? Another thing, involvement in sports. If your kid is doing soccer and all that stuff too, involvement in sports sports have they have their own scandals my brother does soccer um and did soccer all through growing up and they have their own scandals too so just be involved yeah I think a lot of people just get this um again misconception of Christians that like oh well they just don't let their kids be involved in any performing arts of any kind and it's like no I mean I was an actress I was a singer I went like I said I went to a performing arts high school you know I moved to Hollywood to be an actress like you can still have good values and good morals it's harder when you're out somewhere where everybody else doesn't think like you and you do have to be stronger but I think if you raise your kids right and you build them up with good values and you go back to the bible and you check the bible against everything that you're doing and that's Mm -hmm. your main focus I think at the end of the day your kids can do anything that any other kid can do to a certain extent. And if there's boundaries being pushed that aren't comfortable, then it needs to stop. And whether that's you can get the whole team to stop or you just have to stop being part of the team, I think you can. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that we need um, Christians, conservatives, um, people with morals and values in every arena. I'm really big on that. I think that there's nothing wrong with having your kid go out to Hollywood and try to make it big. Like you said, it's probably going to be incredibly difficult, but I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And like, we need that. We need people out there. I mean, we just had that guy that won the boxing or fighting or MMA or whatever. Yeah. Sports. Um, and he is a major uh, conservative and like the president called him and everything. We need people out there like that. We need people vocal who want to do that. So I yeah. think let your child's natural interests flourish. I think that's a good thing. It's a positive. Still parent them, but I think it's a positive. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think now when I was in Hollywood, there was still a wide variety of of movies and culture out there. And I feel like we're moving more and more towards every movie has something that's not biblical in it. Like you never have a movie where there are, you know, married parents that don't get divorced and raise a good family, like a nuclear family kind right. of, thing, right? Like the dad's always an idiot. I'm, right. Dad's I'm always so an idiot. Never always a strong an idiot. leader. Yeah. Back on Christianity and the nuclear family in Hollywood. And so now I don't think I would take my daughters to LA to be famous because I think even in a kid's show, they're trying to push that kind of stuff. 
And so I agree with you that we need more Christians. We need more Christian media because we are getting to this place. Um, I don't think necessarily Hollywood is the place to do it anymore unless we start getting Christian writers and directors and not even necessarily Christian, but just conservative writers and directors and producers and people who want to invest money, not how do we travel across the country to get an abortion kind of movies, you know, Mm -hmm. like I've got a friend that I know that she couldn't find an audition that wasn't about her because she was youngish, could play a teenager, young adult, and couldn't find a part that didn't have to do with abortion. It was like everything was like this movie's about you getting an abortion or wanting an abortion or your friend got an abortion. You know, everything is pushing abortion lately. It's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not comfortable. And so I I do think we need to be careful, especially for our kids in that regard. And again, that's just involvement, explaining to them why you're turning down a part, why you're not comfortable with the audition, why they shouldn't be doing that or thinking that, you know? So I think it all comes down to involvement. And again, same thing with cuties in that movie. Like you said, no parents were involved when they were, it was just getting in trouble and they didn't Mm -hmm. have any rational conversations. They didn't explain why things were wrong. It was just like, oh, you're a bad person now. And that's not the way to do it. That's not the way to teach your kids. And, you know, it wasn't just that she was doing inappropriate dancing at the dance show, right? Like nobody was choreographing them. And that was the problem is it's not like they had a dance coach who was teaching them. That's a good point. Yeah. They were straight up looking at music videos online and teaching themselves dirty things. And so it was becoming ingrained in who they were. I mean, that's what they watched. That's what they like. That's how they danced because no parent was stepping in and saying, hey, this is inappropriate. What if you guys learn something like this? And showing them an alternative, showing them a way that they could do it without doing anything inappropriate, right? So the other big part of it was that was just a movie, but those little girls, the actresses were actually getting exploited. And yeah, that's horrible. And I don't feel like that happens as much in pageantry, dance moms, things like that. Like kids may dance provocatively and I'm not okay with that. But then you add the camera being in those specific areas yeah. dancing provocatively and that just adds a whole nother layer of bad. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would say for, for my conclusion wrap up, <laughs> that I am totally okay with performing arts pageants, dancing, gymnastics, as long as I'm involved in my kids' lives, I know what they're doing. And there is a level of acting or performing that says sometimes you have to tell a story. Sometimes you need to play a character that's not Christian or conservative to make a point to show something. I think just you need to look at the overall message. Like Mm -hmm. even if your kid is going to act and play the villain, if the overall message is that the villain loses for a good purpose, I think it's okay because they're still learning. Um, So I would just say, look at the content, look at what your kid's being taught, what they're learning, be involved in it, change what's necessary. And again, pray, 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 pray for wisdom and go back to the Bible, check everything you do there. And I think you'll be okay. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. You pretty much summed up everything I would say. Um, the, yeah, being involved in praying, using wisdom and discernment. Because um, there's a lot of things out there that I feel the line is kind of blurred. Even not, it's not necessarily blurred for Christians, but I think that there's certain points where the line gets blurry because either we don't have the right knowledge or we haven't been, or we haven't been taught the right knowledge. Um, right. Or sometimes people are trying to be deceptive. So I, it, 
you really need discernment. You really need to use discernment and to pray and have ask God to help um, with everything. But I do think that kids can do things like that. I think it's fun. I think it's fine. You learn a lot of great skills. Yeah, you learn a lot of good skills. Um, but it definitely using discernment is very important. Very important. Absolutely. So yeah. And we will we will definitely touch on this subject more as the as the months go on. Um, I'm excited for that when we do. Um, I guess I would say if anybody has questions on pageantry or experiences like that, I'm not a parent yet. I can't tell you how to parent your kid, but I did do pageants all of my life and I'm happy to answer questions or concerns. Or if you guys disagree with us, let us know. I'd be interested to hear uh, a different perspective than mine. Yeah, for sure. All right, y'all. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at thoseothergirlspodcast, and on Twitter, at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.